because without Jesus, we don't know how to love. We don't know how to govern ourselves. We need you, Jesus. We need you. We're desperate for you. We're crying out to you, God. We're crying out to the Savior of the world. We're crying out. We're crying out. Come and save the young man. Come and save the murderer. Come and save the rapist, the molest. Come and save our world. Come and save that person that's trying to commit that school shooting. Come and save the world, Father. With that person with the gun in their hand to commit a robbery. This is why we need to pray and intervene. Because there's evil in men's hearts. We need God to intervene before the crime takes place. We need God to come and intervene and change the mind. Change the heart, Jesus. Give them a heart of flesh, Father. Overtake them with your love. Overtake them with your love, Jesus. Overtake. This can bring down the murder rate. This can bring down the suicide rate. If the church would pray. If the church would pray. If the church would pray. God cannot do anything with a prayerless church. We need prayer. We need to pray. 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 Put past your flesh tonight. Put past your flesh, your feelings and emotions. We need God to intervene. We need God to intervene. We need him to come down. We need the presence, the command of God to come sit down on our pastors, our teachers, the churches, the world. Come and sit down, Jesus. You're invited here. You're welcome here. He said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst. Ask what you will. But we have to believe. We have to believe. We have to believe. Leave your issues and problems at the door. Because that's a level of prayer that we have to get to. That's a level of prayer that we have to get to. First, you must push past your flesh. Your feelings. Push past your day. Push past bills. Money. The world. The, what about the world? We're so stuck in our own situation. We can't see the darkness. We can't see the times that we're living in. Because the church would arise. We would come in here ready. God, I need you to move. You would say, God, I need you to move. Your hands would be lifted. Your mouths would be open. There would be no shame. Because I need you to move. When you're desperate, you don't care what it looks like. God, I need you to move. I need you to move, Jesus. He said, I can only move if you give me permission. He said, I can only move if I'm welcome. I'm invited. Do we want God to move upon our world? Do we want God to move upon the minds and the hearts of the people? I need God to move. When I say that, I need him to come and change the twisted evil hearts. To heal the person from anger, from depression and suicide. We have to come and breathe. Because it's in the presence of God. It's in the presence of God. This is the answer for the nation. It's an intercessory prayer. It's an intercessory prayer.
but there will be a cry of desperation hands lifted mouths open shouting excitement joy Cassandra's depression has no room in the presence of God if we want him to move if we want him to move and breathe upon our world the murder rate the suicide robbery drug addiction it's in prayer it's all in prayer come and heal the hearts of your people I think I hear some people crying now I think I hear some people that are desperate for God to move there's a cry that we have to release that pushed us past the second heaven where the enemy rules and reigns can we go to the inner courts the holy of holies no flesh can dwell there because I need God to move rid me of myself Jesus my own thoughts and my opinions father rid me of my own situation of bills houses and cars I need you to move Jesus rid me of myself so I can pray so I can release the prayers and petitions up to heaven with no interference we need no interference in the in prayer we need God to move just look at the world just look at the darkness look at our world look at our world sexual morality abortion fornication look at our world murder suicide what's the answer what's the answer what's the answer an impact with the love of God for salvation for the people of God to experience the love of God outpour father your love outpour your love tonight Jesus outpour your love on that teenage mother outpour your love on the gang leader outpour your love Jesus go to the streets go to the crackhead tonight Go to the hearing night. Go into the crack house tonight. This is intercessory prayer. And the people are sick. And they need a healing and cleansing. Even in here tonight, Jesus. Heal the mind. Heal the heart. Give us an appetite. Give us a desire for you, Jesus. We need him to come and move. Roam through the streets. To the homeless, the prostitute, the pimp. We need this is real intercessory prayer. Where we cry out for the needs of the people tonight. That we cry out for the crime rate, the drug addiction. Come and intervene before they're incarcerated, Jesus. Come and intervene. That they won't get 25 years to life. Come and intervene, Jesus, on that young child tonight. <laughs> to the streets tonight this is real prayer evangelist you used to be addicted to crack go to the crack house tonight go to church street tonight go to those prostitutes this is real prayer
this is we don't pray increase there'll be murder suicide you see the increase in sexual immorality because the church has not been praying we have left our post of prayer because life has caused us to abandon our position in prayer it's intercessory prayer he said if you would pray he said I'll take care of everything that concerns you he said seek first my kingdom he said seek souls seek who may be saved who need to be released that's captive tonight who need to be released from the bondage and chains tonight is that our mindset tonight is that our mindset because God said I come to set the captives free but the people must pray we cannot be a prayerless church we have to rise to the occasion you see the condition of our world lawlessness sexual immorality earthquakes in diverse places locust place because the sin of the land we have turned from God and turned to our idols of money he said if you seek my kingdom he said you will have no want or need because you're seeking the ministry of reconciliation who can I who can I minister to today who can I encourage today who can I lift up today? But we're stuck in our own world, our own mind. Of what seems to not be working out. Put your hands on the plow. Who can we save? Who can we rescue? Who can we rescue tonight? Who can we rescue? Who can we rescue tonight? It's in prayer. It's in prayer. It's in prayer. It's in prayer. It's here tonight. It's not a far off. He said, "What well, two or three are gathered in my name. He said, I'm in the midst. Ask what you will. Ask what you will. Ask what you will. Don't be focused on yourself. Who needs to be saved? What about that mother that's in a domestic violence relationship who has no way out? God changed the mind of that husband. This is where our mindset, our heart has to be. Where's our love and care for the world? Where's our love and care for the world? For each other? you're just not asking you're not knocking on the door you're not knocking on the door he said seek crave me as a necessity keep knocking he said I'll answer he said I'll answer I'll answer and I'm asking you God come and visit our world visit the streets, the homeless, the desolate, the neglected, the abandoned. Come and visit 
hospitals. CHKD. Again, for everyone who wasn't here earlier, pastor had a successful knee surgery. The thing that we take for granted, that he woke up from the anesthesia, some people die on the table. Can we give God glory and honor that you kept our men of God, our shepherd? Can you give him the honor and glory that he kept our shepherd? Can we give God the honor and glory that he kept our shepherd, that he didn't die on the surgery table? We give you the glory, Father. We don't take anything for granted. We don't take anything for granted, God. Quick recovery. Glory to your name. But I need you before the word of God come forth, his blood pressure was high. I think 177 over 99. So I need for the word come forth. I need you to release a praise on his behalf. Because this is our man of God. This is our, this is our only shepherd. That all stress and tension. The burden, the weight of ministry, Father. 120 over 80 right now. Because the enemy is still trying to attack our men of God. 120 over 80. We command and decree long life and health of our men of God and our teachers. We are not ignorant of the enemy devices, Father. We proclaim long life. We complain health. This is our teacher and our pastor. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, Jesus. We give you praise. We thank you that it's already done, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Ask what you will. And two or three are gathered in my name. I'm in the midst. I'm in the midst. He said, ask what you will. And I ask for 120 over 80. For 120 over 80. Make your petitions known. 120 over 80. Can I get everyone say 120 over 80? We release healing in the house of God. We release healing of a minister die tonight. Your blood pressure to come down. 120 over 80. Your kidneys to function. We release healing and walk of ministries. Back pain for dance star. We release healing for T. Release healing for Brandy, her ankle. We release healing. We release healing. How would the enemy try to get us distracted? And of course, I command wholeness. I command peace. I command harmony in the in the mind and the body of God's people. Healing is our right and our privilege. And we take hope. We give the honor. We give the glory that is already done tonight. It's already done. Not so. High blood pressure. Null and void. High blood pressure. Null and void. Is there any sick among you? He said, call for the elders. I release healing in the house tonight. I release healing in the house. Healing of the mind tonight. Healing of suicide, depression. You have to 
go. You have to go. Blood pressure, high blood pressure. You have to go. Hypertension, fear, anxiety. You have to go. We have to serve God. We have to serve God. With no illness and sickness, disease, cancer. You have to go. Prostate cancer. You have to go. Breast cancer. You have to go. You have to go. Stroke. Diabetes. Kidney failure. You have to go. You have to go tonight. You have to go tonight. By the power and authority of Jesus Christ. He's coming from the head. That means he's coming from God's people. So healing. I demand. I decree. Healing. 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 Wholeness. Peace. I command. For BTW. We need our instructor. To be holy her mind and her body. Minister T. Minister Brandon. We need them whole. Built by B. We need them whole in their minds and their bodies. But we have to do warfare over them. Dance star. We have to do warfare. We have to do warfare. It's a battle of words. What are you saying? It's a battle of words, Elder Carl. Draw pain has to go. Plenofficiates has to go. Healing over the mind and body. Hypertension, heart attack. It has to go. Intestinal issues. It has to go. Command the small intestine, large intestine to function. Gut health. Healing. But this is how the enemy will get us off course. Off kilter, distracted. Healing. It's our right. And our privilege. But it's a war over words. It's a war over words. And some practical things that we have to do to take care of this body. There's some practical things that we have to do. Exercise. Eating right. Do we want to live? Or do we want to die? We want to live in the natural, in the spirit. How can we be used? Healing. I command and decree. 120 over 80. 120 over 80. Can I get everyone to participate? 120 over 80. This is our man of God. This is our man of God. This is our woman of God. If he's attacking the man of God, he's attacking the teacher. And attacking everything that's attached to them. 120 over 80. 120 over 80. Blood pressure come down. Blood pressure come down. 120 over 80. That's right. Touch your degree. This is our man of God. This is how we've been. And now here with a 
fresh anointing and wisdom, Jesus. Long life. Thank you, God. Glory to your name. We got to hang up this thing. We're touching and agreeing. He's at two or three are gathered in my name. I'm in the midst. Ask what you will. Glory to your name. We are on one accord. Glory to your name. 120 over 80. 120 over 80. 120 over 80. 120 over 80, minister die. 120 over 80, the gift of healing. 120 over 80. 120 over 80. 120 over 80. Renika, healing is your right and your privilege. 120 over 80. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. We have to get radical about this day. Because enemy is coming. He seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. He seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. But we have to go ahead. We have to go ahead of the burden of ministry. We have to go ahead of being the stress of a father and a husband. We have to go ahead. Teachers retirement. We have to go ahead so she can do full-time ministry. We have to go ahead. We have to go ahead. These are our spiritual leaders. These are the gifts from God that he has given us. 120 over 80. 120 over 80. 120 over 80. 120 over 80. All stress. All tension. Weight of ministry alone. We're trying to take out our pastor. But he's giving him love. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. So before Minister B comes forth with the word of God. Let's give God a praise. Come and move upon your vessel. Come and move upon your vessel, God. And down him with power on high to release the wisdom of God. The knowledge of God, Father. Come and breathe upon the man of God tonight. Come and breathe upon the word of God. It don't have to be pastor or teacher up here. God can speak to any yielded vessel. So pull on the power. Pull on the anointing of God. Pull on the anointing of God. Pull on the anointing of God. Fresh fire. Fresh anointing. We pull on the power of God tonight. Speak through your vessels, God. Speak through your vessel tonight. Speak through your vessel. We are here for God. We're not here for man. We're here for God. We're here to hear a word from you, God. What's on your heart tonight that we need to hear? So as he comes up, pull on the anointing. Pull on the power of God. Fresh fire. Fresh anointing down from heaven to break every yoke of the enemy, every stronghold, every vice. Pull on the anointing of God tonight. We gather in here to assemble, to pray, to hear from God what's on the Father's heart. 
glory to your name. Make room for the word that can bring change to your mind, to your situation. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. The word of God is coming forth. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. The enemy didn't want this. Two cousins serving in the kingdom of God. Two cousins serving. We're the forerunners. We're the forerunners. Can we just give God glory for that? We're serving in the kingdom of God side by side. Glory to your name, Jesus. The enemy took us out of the world. Glory to your name, Jesus. To serve in the kingdom. To love on God's people. To show them the way. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. You saw us fit to the, for the kingdom. To destroy the very works of the enemy. Hallelujah. 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 This so be fitting what the prophet has just said. If you can, you can take a seat and relax for a second. I was watching a um, documentary this morning, and uh, it, was a, it was a Billy Graham documentary, right? Just watching it again. And at the end of it, uh, he said that, um, <laughs> I can hear you, teacher. I don't know if you know we can hear that. Everybody, teacher's uh, chiming in right there. Just want to let y'all know. <laughs> but yeah, I was saying, I was watching the uh, Billy Graham documentary. Y'all on set. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm sorry. Turn the volume down on the phone. Turn the volume down on the phone. And they turn their mute. Keep their mute up. All right, cool. We good. That's what I was saying. <laughs> so I was watching the Billy Graham documentary, right? And it's at the end of it, um, he was saying, and if you haven't watched, it's a good watch. It's a good watch because it's a reminder of this, how powerful even the simplest form of the gospel is. How powerful the simplest form of the gospel because. They didn't, when you got saved, they didn't bring you all the canon of scripture and the Hebrew and the Greek. They told you you were a sinner and that somebody died so that you don't have to carry that anymore, right? So he said this, he said, um, he was, I guess he taught his message and he was like, have you given your heart to God yet? He said, I'm about to give you that invitation. And I was sitting on my couch and I don't know about y'all, but like that moment when you remember the invitation until the kingdom of God was given to you. And that feeling that you had in your heart, I sat on that couch and I just cried. And I said, God, that you would call me into the kingdom to extend that same invitation. Like, who are we? Like she said, who are we that he would bring us out of the world to extend the invitation? 
it's a it's a place that I vow to God that I never want to leave. I never want to leave the joy of my salvation. I never want that to become a, a thing that, you know, I just did and it's good to have. No, I want that intensity of when I first met him to always be like that. Um, because the one day I, I'm kind of just like whatever about it could be the one day that I actually need to actually minister to somebody. And they're going to need my voice to sound compelling. They're going to need my story to sound compelling. So I can't be, you know, just, I'm, I'm glad I'm saved. It's cool. I need to be on fire about that thing because I was going to hell. Like, straightway. No, so it, it was straight to hell. But he came and he intervened. So I'm going to keep it kind of simple today. Because um, even when I was kind of looking out everybody during prayer, um, I'm realizing that prophetess comes up and she talks about how prayer is warfare, right? And this is the war room that we're in. Well, there's a part that you strategize, but then there's a part where you remind the people of what the equipment that you have, the training that you had. So that when you go into the battle, you go into the battle with a mindset that you're going to win. Not that you're going to fight, but that you're going to win. Right? So how do you get somebody in the mindset of winning? You don't talk about the fight. Because the fight is necessary. You talk about the outcome of the fight. What's the ultimate outcome? Right? So what I want to do tonight is I want to talk about the gift that works alongside of prophecy. The gift of encouragement. Because prophecy and encouragement slash exhortation all kind of work together. Because you have to, first of all, they all work by love. Because you don't really love somebody, you're not going to go the distance to encourage them. You don't really love somebody you can't see into their life because God's not going to trust you to see what you need to see. Right? And to exhort, meaning that you would have to hear from God to entice that person to respond. Right? So we're going to talk about encouragement. It's one of the gifts that are listed in Romans 12 around verse 8. For the interest of time, I'm not going to have them read all of these scriptures, but we can go into a couple of them. Let me see here. So first off, encouragement. Standard English definition is to stimulate by assistance, to promote, advance, or foster, or to inspire with courage and confidence. With courage and confidence. Minister Joshua 1, verse 9, please, in the New Living Translation with courage and confidence. This is how you encourage. Joshua chapter one at verse nine. Familiar scripture. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Okay. When y'all hear that, what, is it, what does that mean to you? What's it mean? What's it, what's, it, what's, it, what's it make you feel? Right? Feel courageous, right? Okay. So let's take it a step further. If you're going to do something right and say like, uh, I'm thinking something this simple. You're about to do something and it's something that seems virtually impossible, right? In your mind, according to your capabilities, right? But then the person who created the thing says that, Look, I've already set it up for you to win. I just need you to go in there and go take care of this, all right? 
All right, I, I've never been before these people. I've never, I never been in this, I've never been to this place or whatever. He's like, okay, look, go in there, make a left, make a right, go in my drawer, pull the drawer open, get that out, and come back to me. Right? Give you a direction, a command. Right? You're going to go in with a level of confidence because you're being sent by the commander. Right? To retrieve a thing. So if you notice, encouragement, there's a time and season for everything, right? right? So there is a time for correction. There's a time for direction. And then there's a time for encouragement. But encouragement is most effective when you are able to discern what time it is and what season they're in, right? So I was at a season in my life where I needed encouragement, and I didn't know it. But when I got it, oh, the wheels start turning. Fire got lit again. Y'all saw me Sunday, right? It, but it was, it, was, it was at the end of the season. The timing was perfect because God said that the Joshua win before he went into the land for all those battles he was going to have to fight, right? He didn't tell him during the battle. He told him before, right? Haven't I told you? Okay, so what I'm doing tonight is reminding us that this thing called life that sometimes bogs us down and makes it hard to pray on Tuesdays, you know. You know how many people going to be honest? Have you noticed that every Tuesday we got to kind of work to get in there? Can they got to get a raise of hands of people that notice that? I love it. I love it. I love it. Because with that knowing, next Tuesday we don't have to do that again. All right, because if it was just me and a few people that only noticed that, then I'd be like, ah, okay, we got to put some work in. But everybody noticed, right? I love that. All right, see, because that means we all on one accord. All right, that's good. Why is that? Why is it? Okay, why is it? Oh, okay, I'm gonna, can I, can I? I love that, Miss Cynthia. Can I, can I be real honest? Can I be real honest? Y'all know I love you. I'm going to pull a pastor. Y'all know I love you. I'm going to tell you why. Because we selfish. It's rough, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm telling. But listen, when I say selfish, I mean, mean, that means this. That means that I'm more concerned about my own life. Not, not that I don't care about your life. Not that I'm not even interested in your life. But I care more about mine than I do anybody else. So when prophetess is up here and she's like, pray for the laws. Pray for the downtrodden, the misfortune. You know, when she's saying all these things, right, to her is real. And she in the throne room. But how many of us know that if we're not all really praying at the same level of intensity and in the same reality, that we're not yet praying? Right? Can I get a raise of hands? How many people agree with that? All right, go and put your hands down. So what are we doing on Tuesdays, y'all? Right? I'm, I'm being, y'all know me. I'm going to be real with you. What are we doing on Tuesday? Because I don't know about y'all, but I don't have a lot of time to, to waste just going about the motions. I did that for, 30, for 27 years outside of Christ. It's game time. So if we come in on Tuesdays to pray, and he's expecting us to pray, what are we doing? I'll tell you what we're doing. Y'all know what we're doing. 
is strange fire. It's confusion, right? No, we're not going to stay there. We're not going to stay there. But I got to tell you what it is because it's a part of exhortation. I got to tell you what it really is first. So then I can propel us in a different direction, right? All right. So next Tuesday, all right, everybody come in ready to pray. All right. Y'all, can we do that? Can we, can we say, I'm coming in ready to pray next Tuesday? I need y'all to say that once a day until next Tuesday, okay? Once a day, wait, I'm coming in Tuesday ready to pray. Wednesday, I'm coming in Tuesday ready to pray. I need that to be a reality. Because imagine, and ready to worship. It, it, it's, 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 the whole, it's the totality of, it's, it's the whole duty of man, right? It's the whole duty of man, right? We're not going to give the world... I'm not going to give my job more energy, more intensity, more diligence, more discipline than I'm going to give God or y'all. There's no way. I, I can't sleep on that. But you know what? I really love y'all. And y'all got to really love y'all. And you got to take it further and love some other people that ain't in here. So we can really get into prayer. Right? All right, that's just a little quick one, y'all. Cause you know, I, I know y'all. I know y'all really want to experience God for real, right? I don't know about y'all, but I want to see Him in a way I've never seen Him before, and I want that to change daily. Cause yesterday's oil is not sufficient for today, right? So we try to drag Sunday's worship into Tuesday, but it's a new day. It's a new day. All right, okay. Back to the word. Here we go. So uh, I'm gonna skip around a little bit, if that's okay. Let me see. Minister, if you would, read uh, Hebrews 12, verse 1 through 4, and then skip down to, actually, I'm sorry, Hebrews 10, verse 23 to 25. Talking about the gift of encouragement. When I think of encouragement, who do y'all think of? Who's the pastor? Pastor is the great encourager. And, 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 I, and I wonder, but to be a shepherd, you have to have the gift of encouragement because you got to be willing to go the distance, right? So how befitting is it that he put me on the gift of encouragement? Study. All right. Minister, when you're ready. Hebrews chapter 10 at verse 23. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Hang on one second, Minister. How many people on a daily basis, right? On a daily basis. Actually, you know what? Do this for me. If y'all don't mind, I want y'all to be real interactive with me today. So can I get a raise of hands of how many people know somebody here that is not as motivated about the things of God as they once were? Just by observation. Just, just by observation. Okay. So a few. We got a few. How many times have you thought of something to motivate them? Okay. One. Right? And acted on it. Right? In love. Good? Okay. That's scriptural. That's, 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 how you do, that's how you're your brother's keeper, for real. So if you see somebody dragging their feet in the faith, right? Don't look as motivated. Somebody came to me and said, hey, B, I mean... What we doing? Your zeal ain't what it was. Fire ain't on your voice no more. Not excited about anything. Right? 
I'm, I'm, y'all know me. I'm always going to keep it real with you. I'm going to let you know. But somebody came to me with the word to encourage at just the right time. Because I needed some, I need to be rebuked for a little while first. Shown some things first. And then after you do all that, now it's time to encourage. It's just like a child. You chastise them at first. Let them, let them sit on it for a while. Think about what they did wrong. But if you're a good parent, then you bring them back. And now you encourage them to go this direction now. Right? Right? So, I noticed also, almost dropped that one. Little podium. Anyway, I got one. Here we go. We're good. False alarm. All right. Minister, go ahead and finish that scripture, please. Verse 25. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And skip down to, actually, nope, you good right there. So this is what the gift of encouragement does. It motivates people to good works. So catch this. You can tell a person, because very, very few people will, will, you can tell them, hey, this is what you're doing wrong. You need to do that better, X, Y, Z. And they hear it exactly how you are trying to express it. All right? So very few people can process it like that. Most people are going to feel what you're saying first before they hear what you're saying. Shouldn't, but that's what it is. That's the majority of society. So we got, we got to deal with where people are at, right? So if that's the case, then I have to figure out how to properly still get you to hear what I'm saying, but then how do I get you to implement what I'm saying, right? The implementation is where I kept dropping the ball, the implementation, the application, right? Would y'all agree that a lot of times we hear a lot of, we hear a lot of great word. We can all agree on that, right? Yeah. But sometimes it's in the application that we don't quite, <clears throat> right? All right. Well, it's because we lose sight of why. Why? Why did he call you out the world? To do what? Sit in the chair? Right? Why did he save you and not your brother? Why did he save you and not your sister, not your dad? Why you? Why? Why? You want to know why Apostle Paul was so effective when he met Christ? He said, he said he had to figure out why he was apprehended. Why he was called out. And not the rest of the Pharisees. Because he was a Pharisee, a Pharisee, persecuting the church, right? Do you ever ask God why? Why me? Why'd you save me? Paul said he know he didn't deserve to be saved. He know he didn't even be, he wasn't even qualified to be numbered amongst the apostles. But because he knew why, he says, I work harder than them all. I pray more than them all. And he wrote more books than them all, right? Because he knew why. And his why was so great that what it produced was way more than what the other disciples produced. So why you? Why he called you to prayer? Why did you come here tonight? What did you come to do? See, when you get here and you start to pray and you forget why, you got no zeal. You're not attached. It's just a thing we're doing now. 
I might even pray in the spirit, but I'm still not attached to that because I know how to do that. Right? Why did you come here tonight? Why are you coming back Sunday? Why are you reading the book? To do what with it? Why did he save you? To destroy the works of the devil. To reconcile the laws. That's the Great Commission. Right? So when we come in here Tuesday, we're reconciling the laws. We're destroying the works of the enemy. That's why I come to prayer. And that's why we extend the invitation to the church. And it's not just the intercessory team. It's because we've all been called to get the laws. We've all been called to the place of prayer. Right? But you got to know why you came. And then after you know why you're coming, you got to know what you're bringing to the table. Oh, he said, I'm bringing, I got the whole host of heaven backing me when I go into prayer. What more do I need? Prophet said, if I would touch and agree and ask anything in his name, according to his will, consider it done. He said, I believe, so therefore I've spoken. Right? All these great scriptures. But why are we growing weary? You grow weary? You know, you know why a pastor doesn't get exhausted from being a pastor and worn out like the other ones we see? Because he never forgets why he's called. Think about it. He talks about it all the time. He gets his anointing from being with y'all. It's because he loves y'all. And I guarantee if we really love each other, now hear me, because I heard this and I was like, dang, that's rough. I told teacher told me one time, she was like, B, you know, you care about pastor, but you know, you don't really, you, you don't really care. See, yeah, see, teacher might not talk to all y'all like that, but she told me straight up, you don't really care about him like that. I was like, oh. I said, all right, well, you know, I'll deal with that in a minute. <laughs> but, because uh, I felt that first. <laughs> I didn't hear it at first, I felt it. So you can't respond when you feel it. You gotta, you gotta put that aside. Catch that. You're going, you may feel some things at first, because guess what, you're human. You still got this body. So you're gonna feel it first, but here's what Holy Spirit, he gives you self-control. Keep that mouth closed, bring it under, consider. Maybe I'm not loving him how I should love him. Maybe I'm loving him how I know to love him. Right? So I made my adjustment. And guess what? I settled it in my heart that I do. So it's not a question of do I, it's more how am I? Think about it. When you settle something in your heart, then, that, then the enemy can't come for that thing again. To have you all up in your head. Man, well, I thought I loved him and this, that, and that. No, no, no. I know I do, but I still have to, I still can be taught how to do it better. I know how to be a parent, but I just started. <laughs> it's a whole lot I still can learn. Doesn't mean I'm not a parent, right? That's why I got to talk to this enemy, because he'd be all in your head, got you all over the place, questioning your own, get down to the point where you question your own salvation. All right? All right, so. So when we talk about, we'll jump down a little bit. When we talk about encouragement, encouragement, when you go into the Hebrew, it goes a lot deeper. And it talks about getting to the inner man, the innermost part of a person, getting into their heart. Because the scripture says that as a man think of where? In his heart. In his heart so is he. Right? 
So if I can get to your heart, then I can get you moving. Because that's where your will is, right? You, so let me see here. Let me jump all over the place. So in Hebrew, it essentially means to ravish, to encourage. It means to ravish. Now you go into the English definition, there's going to have a couple of them in there, but it means to ravish. In English, it means to seize and carry off by force. To ravish, right? So, ravish, it means to fill someone's heart with a strong emotions. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, there we go. Fill with strong emotion and joy. When you get somebody, when you really get into a person's heart, okay, think about it. When you fall in love with somebody and they got your heart, right? Oh, it's a strong emotion. Overwhelming almost. And you smiling from ear to ear. You, you got the joy of the Lord then. I mean, everything is great. Guess what? Bills still ain't paid. Got still the problems that you had the day before, but I'm in love now. Everything green, right? That's what the gift of encouragement can do to people. You got to get, but you got to do it at just the right time. Because otherwise they won't hear it. They'll just feel it. Oh, that's nice. So we get real apathetic. Oh, that's nice. You know, oh, you just always so nice. That's encouraging, Dalton. You know, that's, that's nice. Right. But when you at just the right moment and you're like, wow, I can't do that thing. You're right. Then you, be, then you become in agreement with what you're hearing. Yeah. That's when the change happens. Because now that thought has what with it? An emotion, like we learned. An emotion has a what? Corresponding action. That's how you operate in the gift of encouragement. That's why pastors are so effective in getting you to do things that you don't think you can do. I.e., Dan Star, BTW, Built by B, Right? A lot of us came here just loving God, wanting to get the word. Next thing you know, we're ministers. Right? Armor bearers, right? Get you doing things that you never imagined you would do. It's the gift of encouragement. Because that doesn't deal with how you're thinking. It goes to the heart. And the heart changes how you think. See? So I had to realize what happened. What, what, what turned that fire back on? And broke off the lever. Like, you know, when it's broken off, ain't no stopping it now. It's just, it's just, it's gonna go. It's gonna go. That's how it is. But you got to hear it at just the right time. And that person has to be operating in the gift of encouragement. So this is why, but it works hand in hand with the prophetess, right? So I couldn't hear a lot of times when she was encouraging me because she was calling on a gift that should be in me that was dormant because I wasn't exercising it yet. But I noticed something when. Passing them told prophetess that she was a prophet. Took about a little over a month or so. She grabbed hold of that thing and she ran. And I know how she felt about it when she first heard it. No. I said, so I can relate. But she running with that thing. You can't tell her nothing. Got me running around here scared. <laughs> I mean, we could be 100. Y'all can laugh. It's all right. So I said, you know what? 
I'm about to do the same thing. They said I'm a pastor. All right, I'm about to be the sheepdog right now. I'm going to make sure everybody gathered in the crew. I got you, Pastor. They right over here. Come on back. Come on back. You heard the man of God. Get back at it. I'm for real. He said he Moses. He called me Joshua. Let's get to work. Right? Just like he called you a child of God. Let's get in the kingdom. Let's get to work. Everybody in here got a call in their life. And some of us got individual ministries and individual gifts. But until you fully accept who he called you to be, you're not going to do anything with it. And then there's lives that are depending on you doing something with it. Right? There's a scripture in Matthew that says that the children of this world are more shrewd than the children of the kingdom. He told the one, he told the one parable where he gave, us, gave a set amount to three different people. Some invested it, some didn't. He said, the least you could do was put it in the bank and collect the interest on it when I came back to you. He said, now the little that you had, you won't have that anymore. The little that you have is your salvation. That's the beginning. He said, even that will be taken away if you don't do anything with it. Because when we come to him, we have to come to him with our works. See, but when you just get saved and you don't get to work, you're not coming with anything. So this is why we can't sit here and just keep hearing what we're hearing and not doing anything with it. Because one day we take an account for what we heard. So what are we going to do with it, y'all? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to come in here Sunday. The worship going to be like never before. Right? The praise is going to be like never before. Tuesday, it's going to be like never before. I'm serious. If we were really in agreement with prophetess, like, now hear me. I mean, when I say in agreement with prophetess, I mean that the same heart that she has, right? Because you can be like, no, I, is the chair blue? Yes, I agree with you. It's blue, right? That is agreement, technically speaking, right? So let's not get literal. I'm talking about deep down in the heart of a person that I am in tune with how she feels, first of all, towards the man of God, the place that she holds the man of God in her heart. I'm in complete agreement with that because we're on the same team aiming at the same goal. So when she said 120 over 80, I was already praying that earlier this morning. That's complete agreement. That's how the manifestations happen. Otherwise, we pray in a miss. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to pray a miss. I don't have time to pray a miss. That might be my life. What if that's the last prayer I pray? I'm going out like that? Missing the mark? Oh, no. Be it far from me. I need that thing to go beeline. But that's why we're praying, right? Okay. Life is so much bigger than the little microcosm that we live in, y'all. And when you begin to actually get to work, you actually get to see the fruit of your labor. And when you see the fruit of your labor, you're like, that's why I'm doing this. See, but we lose, we lose that reminder because we haven't been working. So when you get to work and you start seeing, it's like working out. You know, we're here. So it's like working out. You work out for a little while. The minute you start seeing a little bit of change, I said, it's game time. You, you all the way. You at the gym before the gym open. You dieting on a diet. Like, like you're doing some extra stuff now. Right? But at first, that first week, two weeks, maybe even three, depending on who you are and, and the metabolic and all that details. But by that fourth week, 
and you go try to put that jeans on that you had a week before, and they slide on and slide off easier, oh, you moving. Oh, you moving. Let me go ahead and get two more months on the contract, please. Yeah, yeah. You moving now. It's the same thing in the kingdom. So let's pray for a husband. Because it's right here, right here in-house, God, and did a lot of things. So I'm just going by way of reminder. So let's pray for a husband for a long time. But when that man of God got saved for real, oh, that fire, that prayer life, I would, I'd be declaring, I mean, you couldn't stop me from just declaring stuff. It'd just be like, oh, you, I'm looking for people that's sick because apparently God hear my prayers. That's news to me. I mean, you know, because sometimes you believe some things and you're like, yeah, but when you see it really happen, I'm just saying, when Jesus healed certain people in the Bible, they weren't like, oh, okay, Lord, you know, I kind of believe it. No. He had to tell them, don't go tell nobody what I did. Because he already knew they were going to be on fire about it. Right? So we pray, Berta, how long? Prayed a long time. Now look at you. Star. How long? Long time. Sitting right, sitting right in your prayer. Sitting right in your prayer. See, I don't know about y'all, but that's how I come into prayer now. I, I had to condition my mind to think like that when I come into prayer. Because the spirit is willing. But that flesh got a mind of his own. Some of y'all sitting right in the prayers that y'all have prayed. And the enemy will have you not believing when you pray. For Lena, how long? For some things that you prayed for. And you sitting right in your prayer. Think about it. Sitting right in your prayer. I need that to sweep through the room. Sitting in your prayer. Because that's the reality that we should exist in. Is that I'm not... Amen. <laughs> we not praying... Just to pray. Right? Let me see, y'all. Just so I can make sure I actually did this. Okay, yeah. I'm going to finish up with this here in just a second, and then we're going we gonna to go. I just want to remind us of what we're doing when we come here. Sean, you have a very specific position in the kingdom that is that's going to be way more impactful than what you're currently doing and the level of impact that you think you're currently having. Because think about what you're doing naturally and how it's impacting lives. God put the super on that? Oh, it, it really is beyond you could imagine. It is, because beyond you could imagine, right? The prayers that they got answered is beyond you could imagine. Am I lying? Beyond you could imagine. And that's how we, that's, that's how, Miss Rita, that's how we have to stay. When I go into prayer, I'm not just throwing up words like the world. I'm not just sending up mantras. I'm not doing bodily activities. No, when I do these things, it says that heaven responds. Book of Daniel said the minute that he set his heart to understand what is the will of God, it says the angel was dispatched. But what we do sometimes is the enemy will have us get weary while we're waiting. But you know how you persevere through the waiting is you remember why. 
you can never forget why. So, you know who was an excellent example in the Bible that we don't talk about? When I say we, I mean, you don't hear about it in the body of Christ a lot. Um, that was an excellent example of encouragement, besides Jesus, <laughs> is uh, Barnabas. Barnabas. His name literally means son of encouragement. I don't know about y'all. I didn't realize that. I was like, but it says that the first person that he helped, and this 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 was this hit this hit real close home to me. First person he helped was Paul, right? You go to Book of Acts. Paul was persecuting the church, killing Christians, all that stuff, and got converted. Ananias prayed for him. He was on. He turned back around from Damascus on his way back to Jerusalem after his three years and all that stuff, right? On his way back to Jerusalem. They said, the man that was killing us is now saying that he's changed, paraphrasing. Disciples were like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Like, he literally was just killing us. Had a decree out to come get us very recently. We're not quite sure just yet, right? We're not quite sure. But Barnabas, being who he is, because his name was who he was, right? We learned that Sunday when Adam named the animal, right? See how they all work together? When I was putting it together, I was like, Lord, I got to make sure I stay in the vein. How that's going to work? But literally, what he named them is who they were, right? Just like you are a man of God, but your name happens to be Sean. But who you, your function is a man of God. Because that is where you flourish, because that's how you were designed, was to be a man of God. Outside of that, we malfunction, right? So Barnabas grabbed Paul by the hand and took him before the council and stood in position for him and said, no, he really has changed. Sounds a lot like pastor. You should probably do this with him. You should probably do that with her and this, that, and no, they've been off and this, that. What's pastor do? son of encouragement he still got it she still can do it don't sit him down put him back up grab him by the hand bring him before the accuser and say nope he's still with it he still can do it this because he was such an encourage such an encourager it caused division between him and paul because john mark walked away from the faith or at least from them and tried to come back on a voyage. And uh, Paul was like, yeah, no, he, he left us. He's not coming back right now, book of Acts. He's not coming back right now. What did Barnabas do? He could only do who he is. He said, no, he's fine. See, Paul forgot Barnabas did that for him. No, he's good. He's back now. No, he not. And they went back and forth over it. And Barnabas was like, you know what? Well, I'm going to go with John Mark because... I still, I'm going to walk with John Mark. Do you know encouragement is interchangeable for exhortation, right? Ex exhort, excuse me, which is also in Greek the same word as pericles. Mm -hmm. Perikleos or something like that, you how to pronounce it. But like the Holy Spirit, it's supposed to work alongside you. So when Paul was converted, Barnabas went to find Paul to do what? Work alongside of him. So literally, he was his name. He was his name. So if we are really our brother and sister keeper, right? 
because y'all know I'm always gonna come for this love thing. Because I had to realize it's really not hard. It's a choice. I know that's like, uh, you know, I hear that. You say that. I kind of agree with that. Not quite all the way some days. Kind of depends on how I'm feeling. That's the key. We're talking about how you're feeling. Love is a choice. It's got nothing to do with how I feel. Absolutely nothing to do with how I feel. Because some days you're not going to feel like loving. But Holy Spirit should cause you. So cause you. Some days you don't feel like going to work. You still go to work, don't you? Because them bills cause you to go to work. We're going to bring it natural. It's real. They cause you to get up and cause you to go to work. Right? So the gift of encouragement, which we all can operate in, is that you are willing to come alongside a person and assist them. So I realized something. Why don't we as a body know how to restore each other? It's because all of us don't have the gift of encouragement. That's why only a few people that are spiritual can go and restore. Because the restore person, you have to not see their current position as greater than their end result. That's the eyes of God, though. So to properly restore and to be your brother's keeper, you have to operate in the gift of encouragement. And that's how you get people moving, for real. That's how you get people to believe in something that they don't think is possible. I feel like I'm falling beyond repair. I made a ton of mistakes. And they all piling up. And as, as uh, David would say, is ever before me. <laughs> Can't see past it. But that gift of encouragement come beside and say, now walk around it. Let's get back to work. See, but they got to come alongside you. That means they got to go where you are and take you by the hand, just like Barnabas did Paul at the beginning of his ministry and set him in front of the accuser and say, no, he's good. I can vouch for him. That's how we got to protect each other in here. Nah, leave her alone. She good. I can vouch for him. Leave him alone. He good. I can vouch for him. You know why? Because I'm working alongside of him. I saw him or her falling, and I came beside him. Because the Holy Spirit that's in me is in operation. So that's how, that's how we have to, that's the mindset. We got to really begin to be our brother's keepers. And I see it changing. I see us, I see us coming over the horizon, as they say. I see, I see it getting better. I see the love growing. I see people's ministries. I see all that stuff, and it's beautiful. What I don't want us to do is to get weary in well-doing. You should turn it up even more. Every day, turn it up even more. Love even harder. Love even harder. And the more you love, Pastor, the last thing I'm going to end on, Pastor told me this when I asked him, said, Pastor, how do you, because sometimes, you know, Pastor be, he be right in your life. I mean, you be on your couch having a thought. You go, hey, Pastor, how's your day? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Wow, you were right on my couch. Like, like I, I just thought that internally. I don't, I don't, I wasn't even thinking I was praying about that. I was just thinking it. But you know why? Because when you really love people, you can see. The greater your love, the greater your discernment. Mm -hmm. And in that, it won't be any confusion about what you're discerning. Because your intent is not to slander. Your intent is not to say, mm. Your intent is none of that. Your intent is to see them in the best form that they can be. That's your intention. Your intention is to help. 
Your intention is to restore. Your intention is to get them to see further than where they are. Right? We come in with that mindset every service. We're going to see some extraordinary things. Because his word says we will. He said, is, he said that because they were all of one mind and one spirit, right? That that's when the Holy Spirit descended. They were all gathered together. And they were one heart and one mind. The reason why the world is advancing like they are is because they're in agreement. It's us that's divided. That's why we've been rendered ineffective. We're not supporting each other. Oh, mm, she, she doing that. That's great for her. I mean, I had that idea too, but I didn't start. And then we met because somebody ran with an idea that you had that you didn't do anything with. What is that? You know what you do? You encourage. Come on alongside them and let me work with you. Don't tear them down. There's no way. There's no way. Dustin and Bird about to get married. Everybody should be encouraging them. Should nobody feel no type of way? We should be encouraging because now I got another area I can pray in now. Because if you really praying, you always looking for something to pray about. Right? <laughs> but says, don't let the world make you think that how you feel in your current situation is greater than the call that's on your life. Those things are temporal. We're talking about eternal stuff here. We're talking about salvation. We're talking about eternal life. We're talking about the word of God, which is the power unto salvation, right? The gospel. That, we're talking about the reality of who God is, not something made up. We got to come in here ready, y'all. And I believe we can. I really do. Dana, I believe, you, I believe you can be standing right up here just like you did before. Just like you did before. Everybody. So come in with the attitude to win. Because he said we win. He said we win. Not me. Not teaching. Not pat no, the word of God said we win. We just going to be an echo. We win. All right? Everybody stand on your feet. Well, let me see any announcements. Let me do some announcements. We have boot camp in the morning <laughs> at 5 a.m. <laughs> uh, we also have stretch and flex. <laughs> I did it right? Okay, good. Stretch and flex following that at 6.15. Um, it is early, but I'll tell you like I told, the other, uh, told my class one day, is when that alarm goes off at 3.30, there was one day I was tired, and I said to myself, and I was like, I said, it's early. And then I thought for a second, I said, nobody came in my room and said, B, it's early. I said that. And you know what I was about to say? You right and go right back to sleep. Nobody's stopping you from doing anything. Whether And guess what? That principle works across the board, spiritually, naturally. This mind that God has given us is way more powerful than we could even begin to imagine. He said we're made after his likeness to function like he did, right? So don't let anything limit you. Don't say that, oh, I'll never be a minister because, you know, I mean, they know the word. They know how to do this. Don't say, yes, I am going to be a minister. Yes, I am going to be up here and pray just like prophet has prayed. 
Yes, I am going to see people led into the kingdom of God. Yes, I am. And you have to be fully persuaded that you've been called. And not only called, but called according to his purpose. So that all this mess that we created outside of the kingdom can begin to work for our good. Amen. Bow your hearts. Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now, Father, just for being God and God alone. Father, we give you all the honor and praise for just keeping us in our right mind. Father, for preserving us from Sunday to today. Father, we thank you that everything we've done tonight was glorifying to you, Father, that it magnified who you are. And Father, we thank you right now that you even continue to preserve our pastor and our teacher. Father, we do set ourselves in complete agreement with the prophetess and pastor's blood pressure being 120 over 80. Father, I thank you just for just for breathing on them, Father, giving them long life, Father, according to your perfect will, Father. We thank you that everything they begin to imagine or lay hands to, Father, will prosper. So, Father, we just thank you right now that our lives are leading people to you and not, a, not away from you, Father. We thank you that we are not a hindrance, Father, but we are a help. So, Father, we thank you right now that you called us out of darkness and you did not leave us to our sin, Father, but you called us and gave us a much greater purpose, Father. So we say tonight, Father, that we're going to get back to work. Father, that we are not going to be lazy in what you've given us to do, Father God. We thank you that you have shaken us, Father, that you have rejuvenated us. And, Father, you have encouraged us to pick up our cross and to walk, Father. We thank you right now that we give you all the praise and all the honor for everyone that's here. We thank you for Elder Cheatham, Father. We thank you for all the ministers, all the leaders. We thank you for Miss Cynthia, Father. We thank you for all those that persevered and came out tonight, even when they didn't want to, Father. We thank you that they listened to your voice to hear what you would have to say tonight. So we give you all the honor and praise. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.